The content here is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult a healthcare professional with any medical questions and concerns. If you are experiencing an emergency or need immediate help, call 911. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a therapeutic relationship. I just get so angry. It's hard to sit still. I don't want to be this way. My brain just feels all scrambled. Welcome to Scrambled. I'm your co-host, Nikki Shields. And I'm Chad Douglas. This is episode 34, Family Meetings. Okay, so this is going to be a fun episode. And I think it'll be pretty short, Chad. Like, okay. I think this is a good one for listeners who are like, I don't have that much time today. So heads up. Which is all of you. Yeah, nobody has that much time. So no. uh, we'll keep this one right to the point. So many, many years ago, I I was told about this thing called family meetings. This was perhaps before I had children or maybe at, when I had a, an infant at home. So it was it was very early in my parent experience. And they said, oh, you got to start doing family meetings. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? The kid doesn't even talk yet. So I, yeah, I must have had I must have had a child at home at the time. And they said, no, just trust me, start doing family meetings. And they really, this person did not go into much detail. They did not elaborate. They didn't, you know, didn't really give me. So I just kind of filed it away. And then there was one night and my kiddo was probably walking by this point. So, you know, I, I was like, oh, let's have a family meeting. And so uh, I'm pretty sure my husband thought I had lost it because here we have a toddler at the table and I'm like, daddy, what, you know, what was your favorite thing about today? Or what was something that was really hard for you? Or we're going to have a family meeting. Let's do this, you know? And, and I'm like asking these questions and he and I actually kind of, you know, did some troubleshooting and we were talking, it was a good meeting. And I did this several times and he would bring it up. And then eventually our kiddo got old enough where she would do it. And our family oh. meetings were always, they had certain features. So there was always like what's going well, what are, what, what was good about today or this week or this month, what's not going well. Uh, you know, what, what are you having trouble with? And it just, it kind of became this thing that I wasn't really sure as, even as we did it, I didn't know why we were doing it. And I didn't understand how powerful this could be as a tool. So, you know, over time it has become one of my favorite things. And I'm going to tell you more about that in a minute, but I, but I wanted to do this episode because someone somewhere a long time ago told me to do them. I listened and it has made a huge difference in my household. And so I want to be able to share how to set up and, and orchestrate really productive family meetings in your house. When do you have them? So they're random. In the beginning, okay. it would be during dinner. If we're all at the table together, okay. we would just have these conversations during dinner. Uh, as the kids got older, we would have family meetings, you know, at, at random times. And we, we used to just kind of call them for fun. Initially, there wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, we're having a problem. We need to talk about it. But now as the kids have gotten older, it's become a tool that everybody in the house can call and it can be any time. And anybody can say it's family meeting time. And a lot of times if there's something going on where if tension is building or there's just been like some patterns of disrespect or just, you know, people not getting along, whoever calls it will say emergency family meeting. And when we say that, everybody has to participate. doesn't matter who calls it. It doesn't matter what you're in the middle of. You you respond, you go and everybody has to sit down. And over time we built ground rules. And so as the kids got older, we were able to say, you know, well, what should the rules of family meetings be? What, what do we do? You know, what, what, what are no-nos during family meetings? And so the kids have been able to kind of set the parameters for, we don't yell, you know, we listen, we're respectful. 
right? And so whenever somebody calls it, it's just, it's this really cool thing because we've all been conditioned after several years of just randomly trying this, mm-hmm. where it's it's sort of a sacred time and we all are on alert. And if somebody calls one, it's almost like everybody just instinctively knows that person is very serious and this is important. And it usually, I will say now that the kids are older because they're, they're 14 and 11. And so when a family meeting gets called now, it's usually starts off in a fairly unpleasant tense, like everybody's in a bad mood kind of thing. Um, but when we were, when the kids were younger and we would just kind of do them for funsies, it was usually pretty lighthearted. And so what is happening is we'll have these difficult meetings get called and then we get to a more lighthearted place. And the, the main rule that the kids came up with is, you know, you don't, the meeting doesn't end until everybody is in a better place. The meeting isn't over until we've come up with some solutions. And so um, it's just, it's fun how it's developed over time. And I didn't even know when I was first doing it, why I did, I didn't understand, you know, the potential value of it. And now it is game changing in our house. And so I feel like I've done all the talking chats. I'm going to shut up and I want to, want to hear like, a, have you ever done a family meeting? B uh, you know, what are, what, what do people want to know about this? We have done a family meeting. In fact, we did one about probably a month and a half ago. And the reason I ask when you have them is because we were having an issue. So it was like, all right, we got to have a family meeting and sort this out. It sounds like when your kids were younger, you just did them kind of on a whim just to kind of get mm-hmm. them used to it. Mm-hmm. But now you're saying as the kids are older, when whomever calls the family meeting, there's usually an issue and people come to the table kind of kind of grumpy because my kids are yeah. like, oh, what'd we do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But you should call them at a meeting or call them at, during happier times just for fun. Yeah. yeah if you're, and that, I think that's kind of the the gist of it is I didn't realize it until after the fact. But by doing them like randomly and for fun and making it pretty much a positive thing, we we built up this this idea that family meetings aren't scary. They're, mm-hmm. you know, opportunities for people to kind of say what they need to say and be heard and um, to solve problems. And so, you know, in, in the beginning, so if you're if you're thinking about starting it with your young kids, you know, just a list of, of simple questions. What was fun about today? What made you laugh? You know, what did you have a hard time with this week? Um, what do you think our family's doing really, really well? What are we having a hard time with? What do you wish we would do better? What's one thing you wish our family could change? You know, what's, what's something you're really proud of your family members for? What's something you wish your family understood about you? You know, so those kinds of open-ended questions. And the key here, and this is evidenced by my behavior in this particular episode is you have to shut up and listen, right? You can't, as parents in a family meeting, you can't do all the talking Mm -hmm. because that just completely defeats the purpose, right? Now I will say that when family, when I call an emergency family meeting now, I usually do a lot of talking on the front Mm -hmm. end, right? Like establishing like we are going to do this and this is why, and here are the concerns. But then there's always a point at which I'm like, okay, okay. I've been heard. I'm done. It's somebody else's turn. And so that's that's an important piece. If you're going to do this, it's not really about you getting stuff off your chest. It's about creating a safe, open space for your kids to be able to communicate about conflict, about problems, about struggles. Um, and that's that's kind of the key. How long do your family meetings usually last? <laughs> well, the last one was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> It was like an hour and a half. It was a long time. It was a it was a rough night. Uh, but it ended so well that and th- that was what prompted me to say, oh, I think we should do this as an episode because I I realized that, you know, after several years of fun and games, so to speak, with family meetings, it actually was a very helpful tool for our family. And so uh, the the first ones might have been, you know, half of dinner time. Um, mm-hmm. But at, over time, you get it gets longer. If it's an emergency family meeting, which is just basically, you know, our way of saying we have a problem we need to talk about right now. This can't 
wait. Um, those last a little longer because you, of course, everybody gets a chance to say what they need to say and that takes some time. But if it's, you know, more of the practice, like, you know, let's, let's build this into our routine. Those are usually 10 or 15 minutes max. Okay. So when do you start them? As far as like from a parent standpoint, you mentioned you started them when they were really young, but if you've got kids who aren't really young, is it too late to start them? I don't don't think it's too late. I do think that like it's, it's harder to, to build it in and have it be just sort of a gradual evolution like ours was. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, let's say you've got kids my age and you're, you know, just now starting this. I think you could have a really productive conversation where it's very intentional. You know, hey guys, you know, I have this idea. I think we're going to do this every, you know, you know, month for a while. And here's what I think our family meetings could look like. What ideas do you have? What do you want to cover? What kinds of things do you want to talk about when we do this? And so the the first thing you need to know, though, before starting, especially if your kids are already, you know, old enough to have opinions, is they're going to roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to be like, you know, mom, dad, whatever, you are the dumbest. Like, this is not (laughs) why I have so many other video games I need to play right now, or I would rather be doing 9,000 other things. So it's, it's harder to implement when your kids are older because, you know, they're already like, oh, you know, but ours, even, you know, even the 14 year old who does her share of eye rolls, don't get me wrong. When we call a family meeting, she's like, no, that's, that's a thing we're going to do. And I know that even if we're all upset or, or I, you know, get upset during this conversation, they're also going to listen to me. And I'm going to be able to say what I need to say. And so the, it's just, it's, it's become this thing where we all know, oh, thank God, we're going to talk about this thing. We're going to, we're going to address this. Everybody's going to hear me out or I'm going to get to hear their perspective. Who called your last family meeting? Oh, it was me. It was you. Okay. Yeah. Have your, yeah. have your kids ever called the family? Meeting? They have, they have. And it's, and it's funny because sometimes they'll call them for things that like, you know, we're rolling our eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> You want to have a family meeting because I won't let you go to a sleepover? Okay. Well, you know, but like we take it just as seriously as we would mm-hmm. as if we called it because to them it's significant enough to warrant this. Because truly, I mean, in our, you know, familyhood, which is, you know, I guess we're, we're 14 years old as a family now, um, we have probably had 10 or 15 family meetings. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not super frequent. I'm not like Uh every other week going, okay, family meeting time. But, and, and when I do, because I still will intentionally try to call some positive ones where there really isn't anything big to discuss, because I think it gives us a chance to, to bring up things that might not otherwise get mentioned, you know, Mm -hmm. or it might get us a chance to hear about things they're excited about or positive things that they see going on. Um, I also, I think the most powerful way it influences our family is it takes negativity and it kind of turns it around. It's an, it's like a, it's an intentional opportunity to take, like if I'm sitting at the table and I'm hearing just a lot of complaining, that might be a good time to call like a little one and, and just see if we can talk about the good things that are going on and what we're grateful for or what's gone well. And so you you can use it for lots of intended purposes, um, but it's the practice of it over time that I think builds it into your family structure. And then do you ever get comments like this, this meeting could have been an email, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that they think that I'm sure that they do that. I was just thinking one that we had that wasn't necessarily a family meeting per se, but it's one that just, I guess, a little advice to get you started. So it's not on a negative connotation as family vacation, (laughs) get together and discuss, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What have you not done that you want to do? We ended up going to Gulf Shores, Alabama this past summer. And that's something we did last winter. It was like, where do you guys want to go? Well, we want to go to a beach. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then let's do that. But you kind of do it as a family, and it was wasn't anything negative about it. It was something fun. The kids were excited about it, and we ended up getting a, a nice vacation out of it. So, and I think that's an important point. Is it? This is not like this tool. I don't want it to be 
seen as this is a thing you do, you know, simply to solve problems. This is a, yeah. a tool that you can use to facilitate communication with your your kids, your family members um, about anything. And so, you know, we we tend to now, I think just because of the age they are, you know, it is a good opportunity for resolving conflict and solving things. So we've had family meetings about, you know, the problem of their rooms, you know, like, because I don't want to yell and nag and be that mom that's like constantly like clean your room. But hey, let's let's talk about this. You know, I, you know, I'm a person who wants my house to be fairly clean and you are 14. So we have different perspectives on this. What are some ideas you have? What could we do with your room to make it a little easier? And so the important thing about a family meeting is it gives you the opportunity to bring up stuff that's sort of been there, but in a, when you're in a better state of mind, because if I come into a room and I see that it's a disaster, you know, I'm (laughs) exactly, that's not the time. But like, if I've noticed over several weeks, like, oh man, this room is just really, you know, okay, well, well, maybe tomorrow night I'll call family meeting at dinner table and present that as an item we can discuss. And so it's not in the moment when you're mad, although I have, I mean, I've called them in those moments for sure. Sure. And that's, that happens too. But I I love what you said about, you know, to plan a vacation or to, you know, talk about really exciting. That's okay too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, you can, you can use this to communicate about anything good, bad, or otherwise. Do you and your husband get together first before you call the meeting? So you guys can (laughs) kind of be on the same playing field, same team. I, I mean, I would say like, that's something you should do, <laughs> but, but that, is <laughs> that wasn't not, the question. <laughs> that's yeah. No, I don't think that that's necessarily how it works. It's because it usually is more like um, spontaneous. It's a little okay. bit more like, hmm, this might be a good moment. And I, I mean, I really, I don't schedule it. I don't put it in the calendar. I'm not like, oh, we should have a family meeting soon. Things are getting tense. It's, it's usually like, it just occurs to me. Okay. This, this would be a good opportunity. And then I'll do it. And, and the thing that like, we have this unspoken agreement where if he calls one, it doesn't matter if I disagree and I'm not, we do it. Right. And if I call, you know, and the kids have kind of fallen in sync with that, where like, if they call it, we respect it and they respect us. And so it can, they can be tense. They can be difficult. There can be tears. Um, but the thing is nobody leaves. Nobody gets to walk away. So let's talk about rules then, mm-hmm. at least in your family in the Shields family here, we have what rules when you do family meetings. So everybody, everybody has knows to, about. Yep. Yeah, the ones we've agreed upon, everyone participates, even if you, you know, don't want to, and you have, no interest whatsoever. You participate. You don't leave till it's over. I mean, we don't literally say meeting adjourned, but like I would, (laughs) I'd get a gavel and I would do that, (laughs) but we haven't. Um, but nobody leaves till it's over and everybody gets a chance to talk and everybody has to listen. And so we, we haven't gone to the point of like setting timers. So like you get two minutes and you get, but it just, it's like, okay, you're going to start, whoever starts the meeting gets the floor first. And then we just kind of, you know, take turns from there. Um, so those are our standard rules. And, and it's, you know, as parents, our goal is not to have it be a nag session. Our goal is no consequences are issued during family meetings. That's not something we've agreed on as family, but that's just something the two of us are like, this is not the time for that. Mm -hmm. This is a time for, you know, resolution and finding solutions and talking and we can deal with the other later. So um, those are our rules. Okay. Uh, What about if somebody gets angry? Oh, they do. Okay. They do. And that's part of it. So you you don't have a rule that's like, you're not allowed to get mad. No, it's, you know, but the general consensus is respect. It's, it's like, you know, we we're having this conversation because everybody's upset or because somebody's upset or because, you know, there's the potential that someone is. And so, um, we just give space for it. And I, I will say that it's, it's hard. And we've talked about this many times before being empathetic with children when they're mm-hmm. escalated or having a hard yeah. time is really tough for me. I mean, as much as I preach this, I, I really have a hard time when my kids are escalated. I almost immediately like follow, but in a family meeting, 
I am better. I, it's like it creates some structure for me. So I'm able to simmer down and hear them out and remember that them being able to verbalize what they're thinking and feeling is more powerful than anything I might say when I'm mad. So it's, it's a, it's kind of like an external thing that helps me regulate my own emotion. And so that's been very helpful, but yeah, you're allowed to get mad. And I would assume it just kind of solves everything. You said that you, nobody gets up until everything's kind of solved, but I would imagine stress levels inside then on everybody are released instead of yes. letting it build up and, and you don't get to that moment of, of anger or whatever, because mm-hmm. you've talked about it. And I found as I've gotten older and I'm <clears throat> years old and <laughs> I've realized that just when you have an issue, I have a problem that I've recently discovered that if I don't get the reaction from somebody that I thought I did inside my head starts building a little story. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the point where you either explode into anger or whatever, or, or you talk about it with the person and get their side of things, things usually end up pretty well. Mm-hmm. So and I would assume that's kind of what this, this meeting is. And, and the overall takeaway I think for this episode is just talk about it, communicate, Mm-hmm. You mentioned family dinners and how important that is. And you mentioned kids wanting to play video games and stuff. And heaven knows my family's involved in all kinds of stuff. So it's like just getting that family time together to talk and communicate. And I like what you said about what happened during your week. What was the weirdest thing that happened to you? And just opening those lines of communication, mm-hmm. I think, is is the, the takeaway from this. Yep. Yep. And, and by doing that casually when there is no problem, you create the opportunity for effective conversation when there is a problem. And I, and I can't emphasize that enough in terms of emotional regulation and self-control and communication and problem solving and all those like inherent, like, well, we wish they were inherent, but those skills that we need as people, the more you create opportunities to practice them in structured, safe, calm situations, the more likely kids and well, adults too, are likely to use them when they need them, when things mm-hmm. are less tense. And so I think that's for me, that that's what really like triggered me to say, ah, oh, this could be a, a podcast episode because it was the the gradual just practice of this strange little thing that somebody told me to try, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, that has created a, a tool for our family that we just, we just know. And it, and you can't abuse it. Like, that's the other thing is like, mm. you can't, you can't be calling it every time you're frustrated with someone because they're not going to take it seriously. It's got to be kind of sporadic and random, but just enough that people will take it seriously and kind of taking it back to what you said a minute ago about, you know, rules. Like I think every family, once your kids are old enough to have strong feelings and opinions and and communicate, which is pretty young, actually, um, there should be a conversation about what are the rules? When we do family meetings, what do you think the rules should be? Let's write them down. Right. And you can, you can absolutely get some great feedback from kids on what they need during that time. That's, that's one of the times that we realized, gosh, we're really bad at listening. Um, because the only thing they wanted was like uninterrupted time to talk about how they felt. And it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, you do need that. Okay, yeah. we can shut up. You know? I was in a conference a few weeks ago and they they mentioned this term and and the presenter even said, he's like, have you ever heard this? And the term was dominate the listening. He's like, what? you know, you're in conversations or talking to people and, and you want to talk and fill the void. He's like, just dominate the listening, be a good listener. And I was like, wow. that's, yeah, it was, it, uh, it was not on parenting, but a lot of what he said <laughs> I kind of took away from, from parenting. Yeah. All right, Miss Nikki, I want you to take your mom and Nikki hat off and put your therapist hat on Okay. and talk about family meetings. Why are these a good thing? Okay. So as I said, just a little bit ago, when you practice things in a calm, safe environment, skills 
and things like that, you, you know, kids, those neurons are connecting in their brain. And so they're more likely to use those things later on. And so a family meeting, clinically speaking, is a wonderful opportunity for kids to practice their problem solving skills, resolution skills, communication skills, self-calming skills. And it's also a good opportunity for parents to practice those things. And so um, it's if, if nothing else, it's creating structure around a part of life that's really complicated. And that is emotions and like relationships, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So clinically, clinical mom, I mean, clinical Nikki and mom Nikki are, are very similar in the sense that this is an opportunity to practice really important things. And, you know, you might get some eye rolls. You might get, you know, especially as they get towards adolescence, they're just far less interested in anything that's that's that dorky. But if you've done it enough, it's it's really not. It, they'll do it. They're they're in. And it's the same as like when you teach little kids to do belly breathing, or you teach kids. You know, we we do a lot of teaching young children like blowing bubbles is a good way to practice slow breathing, which helps to regulate them. None of those things, you know, by themselves are a solution to every problem, but they are a skill. They are a, a piece of the, the puzzle. And so family meetings incorporate several different skills in one and give you the opportunity to, to overcome some conflict and problems later on. Okay, therapist Nikki, what happens then if you do, because in, in mama Nikki land, no one's allowed to leave the meeting. Mm-hmm. But in reality, somebody could get upset and storm off. So therapist Nikki... How do you handle that? So I think if you if you've got a kiddo that is likely to storm off, because I know that there are some kids that absolutely like that emotion mm-hmm. is too much and they need a break from it. And so in that case, I think your ground rule in that family would be you can take a break if you need to, you, but you have to stay safe. You know, you can go into your room, but you have to come back when you're done. You know, go in your room, give it five minutes. We'll see in a little bit. I'll give it 40 minutes, whatever, whatever that child might need. And so I think that's where the each family kind of devising their own rules and regulations for family meetings is important because, you know, typically our kids can sit it out. Um, you know, but I, they're also, they're getting to where it would not shock me if, if one of them needed a break, if things got too intense and, mm-hmm. you know, therapist Nikki says, you got to respect that. Um, as long as no one's getting hurt and as long as you come back to it at some point, to kind of heal or recover from whatever the situation was, it's okay to pause. You mentioned the rules you have in your family meetings. What are some rules you could offer parents that in addition to the ones that you have, what are some other rules that they might want to implement? Yeah. So other rules might be, you know, if there's any safety issues in the family, you know, where do you have these meetings? What's, what's a safe place? Um, Depending on, the dynamics between family members, you might want rules about who can and can't call them or when they can and can't be called. Like there might be situations where it's just not appropriate for, you know, for a meeting to happen because maybe it's being used manipulatively because child wants X, Y, and Z, and they're just using this to get that thing. You know, maybe you could incorporate like free passes. You get three family meeting passes that like, if you just aren't feeling up to it, you can say not yet. Not right now, guys. Other rules families could consider would be, you know, setting specific time limits. If you've got somebody who's who's not dominating the listening so much as dominating the talking, uh, you might need to to set a limit on everybody gets, you know, two minutes to say their their part and then we move on. If you've got someone who's not much of a talker, it might be that they're allowed to write the things down that they need to say. And, and then it can be read and that way they get to express themselves. And so you really, you know, you have to tap into what, what you want to get out of it. And, and I mean, I feel a little bit hypocritical saying that because when I started doing it, I had no idea what I was trying to get out of it. I just had listened to somebody I trusted right. who said, try this thing. And I'm like, okay, I will. And I don't even know that this was their intention. I'm gonna have to track them down and find out, is this what you meant? <laughs> is, is this why you told me to do that? Because I don't know. 
Or maybe we should do an episode on peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to learn to stand up for myself and not do everything people tell me to do. But, uh, but I think, you know, when you think about what the intention is, like if you're listening to this and you're thinking, gosh, I would really like to try that in, in my family, pause and think, why? What do you want to get out of it? And then figure out how to structure it so that that is a possibility. And, you know, really important, you know, and this is definitely therapist Nikki talking. If you've got a lot of really dysfunctional family dynamics and there's just a complete lack of, you know, communication skills or things get violent or aggressive, family meetings might not be the place to start. You might need your family meeting to take place in a therapy session okay. where, uh, you know, a professional can help you to set the boundaries and that kind of thing. And I, that's, that's been the basis of many uh, family sessions for me, you know, with folks is just, okay, so we're going to start something. I'm going to teach you how, you know, to have a conversation with one another where it, things don't escalate and here's how we're going to do that. And so, uh, you know, then their homework might be to practice, you know, having a conversation about something funny that happened that day and keeping it to five minutes. And so that's another thing. You start with as much time as you can do. Like I said, our early ones were very short, you know, and to the point, this last one was, was <laughs> a doozy. <laughs> a doozy. Yeah. Um, but, it, but we needed it and things have been, you know, as you said, like tensions go down, things have been a lot better since. And I just, I, I just think sometimes we have to get back on the same page and it's a, it's a good way to do that, but you have to figure out how it works and you don't try something that you don't feel like is going to be a safe option for your family. Yeah. You mentioned you just called it without your husband kind of knowing what I was talking about. The last one we did, my wife came to me and she's like, all right, let's, let's do a family meeting. I want to talk about this, this, and this. What do you want to talk about? Make sure we're <laughs> together. Um, and it was, it was nice. I mean, it was not an hour and a half, uh, <laughs> but it solved some issues and, and we went on our, our way. In fact, I, you, when you had your doozy family meeting, I think you texted me the minute that meeting was over and was like, episode idea. And I was like, Oh, so how'd your meeting go? <laughs> That's what I said to my wife. I'm like, we probably need to do one of these, but I wanted yeah. to do this episode first. But then looking at our podcast schedule, I was like, we can't wait. So let's just, let's just let's, wing it. Let's just it, do this. Yeah. yeah. It works. And I, it works. I think there's a lot to be said for planning ahead and in talking, you know, as, as the adults in the household about what needs to be covered. But I also think there's value to having it be more random because Yes, I like structure and organization as much as or more than the next guy. Um, but sometimes the spontaneity of it brings out things that wouldn't otherwise have been there. So like if there's if we have an intention in, you know, planning a trip or working on a certain problem. Yeah, like I, I think my husband and I should probably have a conversation ahead of time so we know like where we're headed and how to stay on the, the right track. Mm -hmm. But if it's really about, hey, you know, like in this case, it was just just a, a a pattern of just, you know, grumpiness and, and negative interactions amongst family members. And we're like, what is going on? Like, what's at the heart of this? We really just needed to give everybody a space to talk and say yeah. what was on their mind. And so it was good that it was kind of not planned because everybody just sort of said what was real for them. And if we'd gone into it with a structure, you know, that might have, we'd have been more focused on our goal than what needed to be said. But I, I certainly think that all of these things are possibilities. And that's, that's probably the best thing I can say is, make your own rules. You know, if this yeah. is a tool that's helpful to you, set it up the way you think, try different things. You know, some of our family meetings are fun and we laugh and some of them are miserable and everybody we wants cry. to hide. Yeah. yeah. And we cry. Um, but, but it's a tool that can, you know, be modified to fit your particular needs. Yeah. In my family, if it wasn't planned out, I would be the one that left the table storming off. So <laughs> it's good for Chad to know what he's getting into, I think. That's right. We would definitely want to keep Chad in the loop before we do a meeting. Got yeah. it. Got it. I'll keep that in mind for podcast meetings. <laughs> Nothing spontaneous. Got Nothing it. Nothing spontaneous. Yeah. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for being so open and, and sharing your, your thoughts about this. I think it's some great information. Um, I 
certainly did a family meeting just based off your text. And now I know uh, a little different avenue to go down the next time we have one. So I appreciate that. And it may not seem, you know, clearly connected to mental health and yet it's, it's everything, you know, it is, it is all that is mental health because Mm -hmm. being able to talk and communicate and express yourself is at the heart of mental health. And so it doesn't have anything to do with a particular diagnosis or anything like that. It's, it's just about being human and, and some tools to help that be a little easier. Yep, I agree. As always, we thank you for hanging out with us here at Scrambled Podcast. Feel free to share this episode with anyone you think could benefit. Our whole goal in starting this podcast was to start a conversation, and that conversation continues with you. 